sorry I'm late. I was explaining to my mum what Huel is. <laughs> is she getting ripped? I don't know how we got onto the subject, <laughs> but you know one of those things where as you're explaining it, you're like, this can't be right. <laughs> And welcome to the Zenial Dome's Little Dome with me, Essil Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is the version of our podcast which looks back at a month in Zenial history. And this week, I am bringing to the Zenial table November 2000. I can't remember any details right now, but I'm looking forward to finding out what they are. Brilliant. Do you remember the Millennium Dome raid? I mean, I haven't thought about it since, that thinking? since November 2000. Do you want me to try and remember anything? You can try and remember if you want. Did yeah. someone try and drive a vehicle, smash it into the side of the Millennium Dome and steal? This is where I'm going to get flaky. Why would there be jewels in the Millennium Dome? Why indeed? <laughs> but jewels they were. were they? So go, well, tell me all because... <laughs> There was a De Beers diamond exhibition. As part of the... In a tent. I mean... <laughs> it didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. No, we're not here to give answers. It's... <laughs> Just here to observe the madness. So, Gosh. the Millennium Dome Raid, 7th of November, 2000. A local gang planned to ram-raid the De Beers diamond exhibition, which was being held in the Riverside Dome at the time. The gang had then planned to escape via the Thames in a speedboat. Oh, no, that does sound familiar. <laughs> I think the sheer audacity yeah. of it is, and we escape by boat. Yeah, in plain sight. Yeah. So then the De Beers Diamond Exhibition had a number of jewels on display, including the Millennium Star, a flawless 203.04 carat with an estimated width of £200 million. No. <laughs> no. In today's no. money, three hundred and fifty-eight million pounds worth. No. They had um the body zone. Yeah. <laughs> Under three million pounds. <laughs> that is yeah, you're right. That's sounds so, insane. Yeah. Also in display were priceless blue diamonds. On the first day of the defence case. They discussed the lack of security inside the dome. I couldn't believe how simple it was, said one of the guys. One of the guys who did it? Yeah. I was thinking this cannot be true. It was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought it was pie in the sky. But after going down there, I couldn't believe security was so bad. There was nobody in the vault. No security wo- workers walking round. He stated that had the plan succeeded, it would have taken a very short time from hitting the main gate to getting back across the Thames. Five minutes max. You also added no one was going to get hurt. There was no one to hurt. <laughs> oh, I like this. Yeah, and he, he finishes that sentence with the dome was always empty. <laughs> <laughs> this has very. I mean, it's a shame he's died because I think Alec Guinness oh. in a sort of Lavender Hill mob style film. I basically want Alec Guinness and Sid James doing this crime. 
in the movie. This is great. Because it's the... And also, it's like the perfect balance of really cocky robbers and a really poorly manned yeah. <laughs> location. Yeah, I love this. It's just this. amazing. A total of 200 officers were involved in the operation. So they, they had some intel, basically. Like I said, they'd been sort of yeah. surveying them. To the, with the Millennium Dome going, we've sold an awful lot of tickets today. <laughs> we've, we've, t- we've sold an awful lot of tickets to tall men. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, we, we've sold a lot of tickets to, no, no one's come as a family. We've just sold a lot of like, individual men. <laughs> in what, what could only be described, if I had to describe them, I'd say they were in plain clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, because I was imagining them all in trench coats. <laughs> Identically dressed. Inspector <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Gage, but times two hundred. So, yeah, no, no one, all pretending they don't recognise each other. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, not interacting. No, with not each interacting. Other. <laughs> or pretending to be interested in the body zone. And that's when they knew it was suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, no one's ever spent ten minutes in the body zone before. <laughs> So they they had two hundred police officers descend on the dome. Well, of, of which forty were from the specialist firearms command. A further sixty armed flying squad officers were stationed around the Thames. So they they weren't just concentrated around the dome. Um, Twenty on the river itself. Yeah. Um, surveillance officers were disguised as <laughs> dome employees. Oh, so they. Is that me? So there's there's like loads of employees there now. There's loads of people there with baseball caps. Did the already existing dome employees go, November's a funny time to employ a load of new people. We've only got six weeks of this left. It's an odd time to get new starters. Oh, it'll be for Christmas. many of them they were just like maybe we should start a union (laughs) (laughs) they've dressed a load of policemen up as dome Dome employees (laughs) also i can't i don't want to cast aspersions on anyone who worked at the millennium dome and let's be honest (laughs) if you did work for the dome you are absolutely prime target listener for this podcast I'm going to guess that they were mainly London teenagers. I imagine so, yeah. Because Tanya Moore, who we spoke to, worked in the Dome. In the McDonald's, didn't when she? When she was a teenager. So I think very much that will be it. And then suddenly there's a bunch of undercover police. <laughs> They're going to stick out like a sore thumb, aren't they? Yes. There's a photo of the staff uniform, just so you can get a picture in your oh, head. Oh, yeah. What is the staff uniform? So it's, this is it's great. It's yellow and black. Oh, yeah. Yellow and black t-shirt. That? I don't. <laughs> Well, no, because I never went. <laughs> All the officers were briefed at 3am on the contingency plans in place. Before the raid, some officers were positioned behind behind a dummy wall. Weren't they all dummy walls? <laughs> <laughs> Are we pretending here that they were actual long-term yeah. walls? I mean, I, I, I've always assumed that the general rule of the Millennium Dome was don't lean against anything. 
then it could be dismantled at the drop of yeah. a <laughs> It would be easier to steal the dome than the diamond. <laughs> oh, God, the dome is shit. Right. <laughs> Some officers were positioned behind a dummy wall and others were dressed as cleaners and dome employees with their firearms concealed. <laughs> okay, so the cleaners. Yeah. They're like a gun, but it's they're pretending it's a mop. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's definitely like in a in a bucket, isn't it? <laughs> Get in a bucket. This is now, I've, I've gone from thinking it's like an Ealing comedy, I'm now imagining Kenneth Williams in Carry On Constable <laughs> where he has to dress him and Charles Hawtrey are dressed as old ladies and running around his department store. That is absolutely now what I'm what I'm thinking of. Um, before the raid, four members of the gang had been identified in a JCB earth digger. <laughs> oh, just, just a JCB hanging outside. Now I had this. This has actually now rung a bell. Oh, okay. That they were in a JCB. Great. Oh, <clears throat> fantastic. And they were all wearing um, body armor and gas masks. Discreet. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest fucking machine we can get down the tanks? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, let, let's make sure that we're conspicuous as well. Yeah. And get one that's yellow. <laughs> make sure, make get the brand that's yellow. Oh the men were armed with smoke bombs, sledgehammers and nail guns. Why would you need a nail gun? Because anything... To put a hole in that tent. <laughs> to deflate it. Yeah, to... <laughs> yeah, that is really nail guns. Oh, hang on. No, wait, I should have finished that sentence. Hang on. Because <laughs> it says the nail guns. To be used to penetrate the security glass that was protecting the exhibit. So maybe they thought a nail gun would actually... Get in. Nail gun the yeah, glass. Weaken the Lovely. glass. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely work. I'm sorry I doubted you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the digger was used by the gang to break through the perimeter fence and to crash through the side wall of the dome. Love it. To reach the money zone. The <laughs> it's even labelled. Like <laughs> the crystal maze. Yeah. It's the money... Oh, so yes. So have to guess where it is. Yes. It's obviously going to be the money zone. Straight to the money zone. Where the De Vere's diamonds were kept. The digger came into the dome itself and parked outside the money zone. Brilliant. Like, parked outside. <laughs> Sounds so sedate. <laughs> oh, once inside, one of the men started throwing smoke bombs. Um, and the other attempted to break the glass where the diamonds were stored. Cochram knew that the bomb-proof glass could resist the force of a 60-ton ram raid, but his plan was to weaken the glass with three shots from a powerful hilty nail gun. This is great. <laughs> and then another gang member would use a sledgehammer to break the weakened glass. Great, okay. Oh, the plan was working and the gang were inches away from the di- well, from the decoy diamonds. Lads! Oh, what a twist! Oh. What a twist! Lads, lads, lads. Because obviously... There was intel, police are all over. Of course they swapped them. They weren't the police weren't gonna just leave the proper diamonds there, were they? No. They swapped them out. They swapped them out. And the other thing was is that if you went to see Black Adder that day, it was the British Empire. <laughs> Which I would have enjoyed. It's last minute switch. Just to that, confuse them. So, so normally it is a real diamond, 
but today... This sounds like it. Okay, we'll assume that they switched it just for the day, and it wasn't just always a decoy diamond, because that's, <laughs> la- that's the last thing we need to cast aspersions on the quality of the contents of the Millennium Dome. <laughs> We'd never want to do that on this podcast. (laughs) Imagine if it was like treason. (laughs) (laughs) To talk ill of the dome. (laughs) You know how you couldn't portray like um, the royal family in a play until recently? Yeah, yeah. I reckon if you'd have given Suella Braverman another week, it would have been on her list. (laughs) And they make fun of the dome. (laughs) How many episodes of the, of the Zenil Dome would have survived? Two? <laughs> <laughs> oh. The police pounced on four members of the gang as they attempted to smash their way into the display case. As the four men were being arrested, other officers stationed around the Dome arrested another man who was in a high-powered boat on the Thames. <laughs> the police also arrested a man who they suspected of monitoring police radio frequencies. By noon, some areas of the dome had reopened. Imagine, but still no one came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get this back open. We get about this open. It, it's really busy in here. Oh, where have they gone? It was packed here half an hour ago. <laughs> also, all the people who were manning the tills have gone too. <laughs> It's just Culture Minister Chris Smith on his own going like, I thought today was actually going all right. Oh, the police defended the decision that was taken to wait until the gang had reached the diamonds before arresting them. Oh, definitely. I, I would say I'm 100% in 100% agreement with the police. This has been a great laugh. <laughs> we all like fun at work. <laughs> yeah, you know- Everyone's on a lovely day. <laughs> When you have one of those random days in school, oh yeah, where, like a teacher's ill and there's no supply, and you get to work outside. Oh, this has very like... strong dog in the school vibes. <laughs> it does, <laughs> and it's not a bad thing. <laughs> oh, but they said the police said our chief concern throughout was public <laughs> public safety. <laughs> but no one was there. <laughs> Our chief concern was plain sailing, guys. Our chief, our chief concern was public safety, and that is why we thought the best thing to do was to wait for the criminals to come into the museum. (laughs) Actually, actually, it would have been more dangerous outside because there were more people outside the dome than inside. They've gone. Our chief concern is public safety, so let's arrest them while they're by the exhibit. (laughs) We won't try and get them on the way in. We followed them all the way here. We know the plan. We'll arrest them while they're in the crowning jewel of Britain's Millennium celebrations. (laughs) (laughs) So the case came to trial a year later. The gang had invested tens of thousands, tens of thousands planning the raid. Terry Millman, who had died of cancer... Uh, used, the, used the name T Diamond when he paid £3,700 in cash to purchase a getaway speedboat. He called T Diamond. T Diamond. Oh. <laughs> so he bought a speedboat as well. He didn't just 
hire it or steal it. But I suppose if you're going to do this, the last thing you want to do is, okay, we get the JCP, we get inside, we smash open the diamond case, we get the diamond, we get on the speedboat, we go with our body armor, we meet the guys we're selling the diamond to, and then don't forget to take the speedboat back. Because <laughs> if it's not back by six, we're in trouble. I think I think the smart move is you buy a speedboat. You ha- I guess, yeah, I guess you have to be all in, right? Oh, this. yeah, yeah. Could you do it? What? Do this crime? Yeah. Uh, or any crime that involves this amount of... No, because <laughs> because I am... I think I am too catastrophically guilty and honest. So <laughs> I think... Do you, know what I, do you know what the truth is? Yeah. I think I would thoroughly enjoy planning it. <laughs> With spreadsheets. I would, yeah. I would have the time of my life working it out. <laughs> I think it would be I would I would plan it with an inch of detail and then actually while watching it happen I would think what on earth have I done and I will be honest that is what it is like working as a comedy writer in television Prosecutor Martin Heslow QC said the raid was planned professionally carefully and down to the last detail so well organized was it that it would probably have succeeded had it not been for an equally professional, careful and detailed police operation. There's yeah. a lot of mutual respect going on here. It's like at the end of a football game. Yes, it is. Everyone's played well, played yeah. nicely. Well done, lads. Everyone's you know. changed jerseys yeah. because no one wants to keep the Millennium Dome costume. <laughs> <laughs> the police walk out dressed as prisoners. The prisoners go to prison dressed like they worked at the Millennium Dome. <laughs> how would you feel (laughs) how would you feel about uh discussing miss world again i i mean i thoroughly (laughs) enjoyed discussing miss world was it 1987 (laughs) we did last time so if this is the first episode of the show you've listened to spin back there's one from 87 we discussed miss world and you've so this is what thirteen years later. Yes, Miss World is still happening. Turn of a new millennium and the fiftieth anniversary of the pageant itself as well. Oh, so it was mm. a big, big year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in quiz again. Okay, well, no, this will be interesting <laughs> because I am keen to find out how much changed from the eighties yeah. onwards. Okay, first question: Where was it held? <laughs> right. So last time it was the Royal Albert Hall, wasn't yes. it? I don't think they were still doing it in the Royal Albert Hall okay. 13 years later. Too, too stuffy? I am, yeah, I am going to say, because I am convinced they once held it in the in the Royal Festival Hall, okay. I'm going to go for that. No. Where is it? The Millennium Dome! They did! They did! <laughs> so, a mere three weeks after the raid... They held it in the Millennium yes! Dome! And the crown was the 200... <laughs> The lads are back. (laughs) (laughs) That is uh, a surprise. I'm. I feel like Miss World is the past, and the dome is the future. And I am very surprised that Miss World uh, happened in the dome. Okay. Who was the winner that year? Oh well. Country first, and then because she is someone who's quite well known now oh, because really? of who she's married and not it's, it's not Bruce Forsyth it's someone <laughs> more famous than Bruce Forsyth so where was she from and if you can okay so where's she from this is going to be an absolute get I'm going to say Brazil no India uh, 
okay, India, but so uh, your your thing is, she was Miss India. Mm-hmm. She's now Mrs. Oh, I'm going to be scrabbling around here. You're going to have to give me a clue or He's the a answer. Brother. He's a brother. He's a brother. <laughs> right, Bee Gees or Jonas? Jonas. Is it a Jonas? <laughs> a Is Jonas. it a Jonas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Priyanka Chopra. Um, who is married? Oh, actually, which which brother is it? It doesn't list it here. Hang on. What does her Wikipedia say? She's married to a Jonas brother. A jo- <laughs> That's all you need to know. It says into relatives, Jonas family. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> no, it's Nick Jonas. <clears throat> that is very much you marry into the family, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Details as to which brother. It it literally doesn't matter. No. How many um, contestants did this one have? It was the highest number of Miss World participants at this point. Well, of course it was. They all wanted to see the dome. <laughs> Didn't have to pay to get in. <laughs> <laughs> Your tickets included. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I feel like last time we were in the 50s. So I think I'm going to say 72. Ooh, 95. Oh, that is a lot. Yes. Yes. Oh, there's more women in 2000. More... <laughs> Not in the heist, though. No. They're all being used in Miss World. This is good because at least this episode passes the bestial test. <laughs> last question. My favourite. Entertainment. Oh, no. Last time I got this right this off the bat. This time, there's three. Steps. All Saints. And Jamiroquai. Brian Ferry. <laughs> I'm literally decades out. Oh. S Club 7. Oh. Oh, to say steps and get S Club 7. That is within touching distance. If you ordered steps and they brought S Club 7 out at a restaurant, you wouldn't complain. No. No. The night could carry on. Yeah, they're in the same ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you remember these. Bond. They were string quartet. I remember Bond, the string quartet. Yes. And I, I kind of get that, like, because they were quite sexy women playing string instruments. Yes, absolutely. They feel too innocent somehow to be at Miss World. Do you know what I mean? I mean, thinking about S Club Juniors. No, no, I think S Club Seven was still, you know, they had that show, didn't they? It was like Miami oh, Seven yeah, no, and they, then yeah. LA Seven or something like. They, but it was a kids show. It feels too CBBC. For yeah, them to it be was. There. They were. It was very much a kids show, mm. which also releases albums. Yes, you wouldn't have got the monkeys to to appear at Miss World. The, yeah, the Muppets aren't performing at Miss World, but I'd love to see it. Oh my God, I'd love to see it. And Miss Piggy would be competing. Yes. Wouldn't she? Yes. She'd take over. She, it would get really bitchy. She'd accuse Kermit of looking at one of the other girls. This is brilliant. Oh my God, I'd love that. I think this is this should happen. It's a better plot than the Wizard of Oz <laughs> film they did. I really oh, like that. So yeah, so that was um, Miss World 2. Does it feel like it's moved on from 1987? Um, well, I mean, it's moved location. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 moved on up the tents. <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, is November two thousand. Absolutely brilliant. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email zenialdome at hotmail I would love to hear though from a policeman who dressed up as a dome employee. I want to make it clear: I have the greatest respect for everyone involved in that story. <laughs> 
when I watch um, Spain play France. It's like, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm enjoying the game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping this fireworks. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to get in touch, uh, you can email the Zenials on hotmail.com. You can contact us on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. We will be back next week with another November episode. But um, until then, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.